going on at DK Premium Bag for a very special episode. I'm Eddie, Steven, Matt, and we are very excited because we are here in Austin, Texas at North Cap Brewery. Uh, we are very, very fortunate enough again to get invited over here to take a tour and do an interview. So let's go inside and see what's up. Hey guys, it's Steven here. And Eddie. And we are here with John Speckler. Am I saying that correctly, sir? Nope. Oh, man. <laughs> Yee, that, that's, that's one on me right there. <laughs> uh, Stecker. No. Stecker. Dude, if you could see the uh, YMCA trophies I had as a kid, <laughs> and my last name was spelled every possible way except for the correct way. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, you're good. No All worries. Right. Oh, you know, so anyways, uh, there's geeking and drinking here. Um, we're here at Fort Tap Brewery in uh, Austin, Texas. So. For a very, very special Ooh. episode. We are sitting in Another the road uh, trip. yeah. We're <laughs> sitting in the uh, yeah. in the warehouse where they brew the beer, and um, so uh, we just we just took a tour of the you know the brewery of the tap room, and uh, you know got a little taste of what what goes on here at a Fort Tap, and I mean, I thought it was pretty awesome. Oh, it was amazing. Especially the uh, wrestling ring in the yeah. back. <laughs> I think the majority of the tour was spent over by the uh, the wrestling ring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it's, you know, there's there's a few things that we do differently, but you know, a lot of a lot of the equipment side of a brewery tour, you've been on one, you kind of the fermenter's a fermenter, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, but don't, I mean, don't take it away. I mean, I still I, I'm still very you know much interested in the uh, in the brewing process. Um, you know, but uh, you know, and, and you do have a. Uh, you do have a wonderful tap room here. I will, you know, like I said, when I first walked in, I was just like, wow, you know, like one thing I look for in a tap room is, you know, just to can I see myself hanging out and chilling here, and I definitely could, you know, for hours, you know. I mean, yeah, we we, um, you know, we got lucky with the space because that room was kind of kind of already existed from the previous tenant, so we you know ripped out a ceiling, put some lights up, painted it, um, and we really wanted to spend time making sure that our tap room felt very comfortable for people to hang out in. Uh, we knew that we wanted to be a community space, kind of like a local spot for people. Uh, so we've got a whole lot of neighborhoods like around us yeah. and a whole lot of businesses like right next to us. Yeah. And uh, are you guys also uh, family and pet friendly as well? Or? We are, yeah. So we're kid friendly um, in the sense that like we have, you can bring your babies. Uh, I have a four month old, for instance, and yeah. she's here almost every day <laughs> um i mean i can't guarantee that the you know programming at the brewery will be kid friendly after a certain hour uh but for the whole you know on the whole we do we've got games for kids to play and um we're cool with dogs as well and until we're told otherwise you know we're just yeah. we're not sweating it yeah and i think pretty much every uh brewery that we've ever visited has been pretty much the uh family and pet friendly especially pet friendly i mean um it's, I'm, I'm just so amazed right now of you know in san antonio and in austin how many people are adopting have pets and just bringing them out like if they're their own kids it's kind of oh yeah you know they <laughs> are i know like my uh, 
you know, some of my family members who are a little old school are like, those are not your real kids. I'm like, yeah, they are our family. They're part of our family. Yeah, and exactly. Just because they're not human doesn't mean that, you know, we don't care or love for them. Except for my you cat, because he's <laughs> an <laughs> asshole. Well, cats are, yeah, that's a whole different story. Yeah, that's there. Whole different. <laughs> His I'd brewery like is not cat friendly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, yeah. again, uh, we're here at uh, Fort Tab Brewery in Austin, Texas. I uh, just want to give a little, you know, um, Got some brews here with us. Uh, what's everyone drinking? It looks like we're all about drinking the same thing here. It looks like we're all drinking. Can you dig it? Can't. That, and I, I trust got. me, and I'm digging it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is our uh, amber ale that we uh, released last year. And, you know, we a lot of the ambers we found on the market that were coming into Texas were just too sweet for our taste. Mm-hmm. It was almost getting like that caramel candy quality to it, which we're not into. Yeah. And yeah. We, when we approached this beer, we wanted to make something that was more balanced, had a bit more of a hot presence to offset the, uh, can y'all hear that? Is that coming through on the mic? Yeah, yeah, no, it, yeah, I'm, about to, <laughs> I'm about to say that. Uh, um, if you're hearing that banging on the noise, uh, they are in the process of, uh, you know, working here in the brewery. So just, uh, you know, it's all good. You yeah. Know, no, we, no matter what, it'll come and go, but, you know, we can. So th- there's a, to, to explain that, uh, like so many, you know, you, you design a system, you're like, oh, it's going to be great. You know, right? professionals are putting this equipment together. They're designing the equipment, fabricating the equipment. And then it gets here and you realize that there's a design flaw and that as the uh, grain is coming through our our, uh, our grist case into the mash tun, yeah. uh, there's uh, basically uh, steam backflowing into that area, which Ooh. causes the grain to get a little wet, Wait. which causes it to stick. stick. And so they use a hammer to bang on the side of the grist case <laughs> yeah. to get it loose every time. Yeah, no, no. Little things, you know? Yeah, I hope mean, it's a soft hammer. And that, you know, it is, yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a very soft hammer, but it, it does the job. Yeah. yeah, no, no. It's all good. I mean, like I said, you know, uh, if we had our old mic, it, it'll... It'll got it, yeah. yeah but, uh, I mean, we can still hear, but it's all good. Yeah, but we understand the same thing, you know, just right before the uh, podcast was airing, we were having some audio trouble, but it, we, we got it figured out right now, so... Yeah, yeah. Just, and again, yeah. It's, just, it's just, you know, playing with the equipment, messing with it, and seeing what what works and what doesn't so. yeah exactly yeah. so you got it yeah everything's yeah. got its quirks but yeah. so with this beer you know we wanted to do something a little more balanced uh, a little more hot presence but still have that good malt character yes. and we're you know it, it took a couple iterations to really dial it into what was working for us um, but since then we haven't touched the recipe we love it uh, this is my go-to beer oh I'm, I'm, uh, this was the first one that I tried uh, from you guys um, I think in San Antonio I can only find three of your uh, beers yeah maybe yeah. four okay um this one uh the can you dig it the uh, kung fu robot yep which is an ipa ale. yeah <laughs> and then i think you guys have another ipa it's in a pink can uh the brood ipa yes yeah um, the brood of all evil we just released that one so that's okay. that's a that was a one shot um, oh, no, no, no actually it was a stout that we found oh the um uh, uh, the Bricktop Porter? Yes. The co- Backcountry. Back sorry. Backcountry. Back, back back sorry, Bricktop was one we did three years ago. So Backcountry is a, uh, that's a coffee stout. And we actually partnered with a uh, boutique roastery, roastery, roaster? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> up here in North Austin called Wild Gift Coffee. Um, they make, it's a, it's a small team, like four guys, and they make amazing coffee. And they don't normally make cold brew, but we approached them, because we'd worked with one of the guys previously at, a, at his previous job. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And he, uh, so we hit him up and we're like, hey, dude, we're going to be doing our, our coffee backcountry again, our coffee stout. You want to, you know, collaborate on this one again. And he's like, well, I don't work at the, that brewery anymore. I now work here. And we're just like, okay, well, you, do you still want to collaborate? Because he's like one of those coffee geniuses i don't know how else to put it uh jared his name's jared hill 
Um, he made me one of the best cups of coffee I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. And awesome. so we always hit him up. And he said, well, I'm at Wild Gift now. Let me see if they want to do it. They were totally on board. So they uh, custom roasted and then produced uh, a cold brew, which we then infused into the, so we, we designed the coffee stout. We designed the stout to accept basically this cold brew coffee addition. Yeah. And then they made the cold brew coffee based on our stout recipe. And so put the two together, coffee backcountry. That's awesome. awesome, awesome. Yeah. I said uh, that's one I still haven't tried yet. That one and the the Scotch ale that y'all have in San Antonio. But you know, here at the brewery, you have a little bit more selection, so I'm a little bit more excited to see what else you guys got. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we we try to keep anywhere from seven to ten taps going here, and we try to rotate pretty fast uh, oh, cool. every month, especially this year. Every month, we're trying to do new things just to keep it going. And especially with uh, spring and summer coming around, maybe something that's a little bit more. To that season <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe i don't know <laughs> yes yes and no yes. <laughs> uh, we have like so in april we're doing a a fruited variation on our brood ipa uh we're taking orange uh and infusing that into the brood ipa to make re so we're really like so if you're not familiar with the brood ipa style it's it's a newer style coming out of california it's been embraced by a lot of breweries here um, I'm not going to say it's been done well. Uh, I think I think a lot of people <laughs> rushed to market yeah. to, in order to get be first yeah. at, to the disservice of the style, which is unfortunate. Um, but we, we spent a long time on ours before we released it, almost a year, uh, with iterations coming through our tap room. Before we canned it, we spent about a year on the recipe. And once we got that done, it, it's supposed to be a... Oh. It's supposed <laughs> to, <laughs> so it's supposed to be, you know, like really highly carbonated, uh, very effervescent, very dry. I mean, like a brute champagne. We, we think mm -hmm. mimosa is kind of our inspiration. So for the first fruited variation, we are obviously going to be putting orange into it oh, to God. really double down on that idea uh, to see if we can get like between hops and orange and the carbonation and dryness. Yeah. And then if that works, we're actually going to be, I think the plan is to launch like a brunch, kind of like beer okay. brunch, yeah, yeah. where you come uh, in and get yeah. like sort of Mimosa, you're drinking, a, of champagne drinking a brewed IPA, yeah, yeah. and then we're, we're our food truck here, which is uh, it's a new it's a new permanent food truck that we oh, started okay, working cool. with, and uh, they would be they also do Belgian waffles. One of the owners Ooh. is from Belgium, so they were gonna make out oh, some wow. authentic waffles and yeah. And that's you know. uh, what backdraft. Backdraft Pizza, yeah. So they used to be out in Bee Caves, and they relocated to our breweries. They want to be closer to town, mm -hmm. and so they're here. Uh, all week. I think they're right now they're serving Thursday through Sunday, okay. and we're planning on expanding those hours out. But yeah, because I know I could smell that pizza, and oh Dude. my god, it <laughs> smells delicious. <laughs> it is really good pizza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Um, going back to your beers, um, yeah. I know, uh, like I said, Steven said that you know that we we have a couple here in San Antonio that you know he, he's seen he, he's seen more than I have. Um, what beer do you, you know do y'all see more you know more uh, sales from or like your flagship beer that you know that that I guess requires more demand. Yeah, uh, that'll be Kung Fu Robot uh, IPA. IPA goes surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, that one we have to make every week. Uh, if we don't, we end up somebody gets shorted, which is never a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And that one has really been our our like that's been our flagship since we we released Kung Fu Robot for the first time just over a year ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, it replaced our original flagship, and now, well, what we thought was going to be our flagship, and now this has become a true kind of you know, go-to. Yeah, that's <laughs> like our flagship beer. We sell more of that than anything, um, which has been great for the brewery because it allows us to do, you know, other projects as well. Yeah. What um, what can you give us a little bit on the um, on Fortap itself? You know, uh, you guys have been around for what four or five years? Just over three, actually. Just over three. We're in year four now. Wow. Just started. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so do you want the whole the whole history? 
Uh, um, you could give us like a like a brief. little, little brief if <laughs> yeah, you want. Yeah. Or <laughs> well, way back <laughs> in nineteen eighty four, whatever you feel comfortable uh, with. You know, I, I want to go back to prohibition. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I had a dream one night. <laughs> yeah, so two thousand years ago, there was a. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, we. Um, so we we how do I put this? So I well, I started homebrewing beer when I was at college. I went to UT. Okay. Uh, that's where I did my undergrad and. I started homebrewing beer there because I realized that if I made my own beer, mm-hmm. uh, it tasted better, which is good. <laughs> uh, it had more alcohol in it, which is good. Yeah. Uh, it was cheaper. I actually did the math, and I was like, it's cheaper per bottle if I just make it myself, right? <laughs> and I also just, so I'd, I've never, we never bottled when we were homebrewing back in yeah. those days. We always kegged it. And I discovered it was very easy to throw a party if you call your friends and you're like, hey, I've got this keg of beer I made. Come drink it. And everybody's right. like, oh, yeah, no, let's do that. So from the very, very beginning, long before there was ever an idea of a brewery, we were already, the, the philosophy of like, we're making beer to pull people together to drink and have a good time, that was already core to what we were doing. Um, we did it for a long time, and you know, I met uh, Chris, who is our head brewer, uh, one of the bi- other owners here. Yeah. Uh, we were in a band together for like five years, that's how we, we met. And What uh, kind of music was that band? Oh, we were the wrong kind for Austin in the, in the, <laughs> in the aughts, or whatever. It was... Uh, we played like a kind of like a progressive rock blues rock thing. It was like a I think like Muse if it had some like like you had know some soul in it. Yeah, <laughs> like some blues like Texas blues and blues to it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, we had a good time. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we got we got a little shoegazy at points and you know. Oh and, yes. Yeah, we had fun. I mean, it was, don't get me wrong, we had a great time, but you know, we also learned that. You know, if we could survive being in a band together and still be friends, then we could probably open a business, a brewery together and run a business together. So right. um, we had a few more people join us to, to get it done. And so what had happened was we were we were brewing every weekend uh, at a friend's house mm-hmm. or and it would move around from time to time. And there's another group of guys who would always barbecue. And so we would show up every Sunday and some of us would, would brew, some of us would grill and we would wow. always keg all the beer and we'd drink the beer we'd brewed previously. Yeah. It's just what we did on Sundays. It was a, it was a party. And uh, over the years, people started asking us to bring, like, hey, can you bring beer to our party? Can you bring beer to our wedding? And then it was like, can you bring beer to this software launch party? Can you bring <laughs> beer to this pub crawl downtown? Can you bring can you, beer to this, our baby shower? Yeah, well, it was like, or like strangers started asking us to bring beer. To, it's oh, like, wow. hey, we heard you guys have beer. Can we bring beer to our wedding? We're like, we don't know you, but okay, we'll see sure. something. Yeah. Right. So... At a certain point, we were out at this, uh, it's called Burning Flipside. It's like a big art festival that happens outside of Austin uh, once a year. And we showed up with like, I forget how many, like, well, an, an irresponsibly large amount of homebrewed beer, right? <laughs> uh, but we had such a great response to it. That was that was kind of the, the moment we all looked at each other and like, okay, let's let's get paid for this, I guess. <laughs> so we, we had such a blast. People were so into it. And, and we realized how much, we looked at the schedule and realized that every Every batch of beer we were brewing was being was scheduled for an event of some kind. Some yeah. something yeah. was happening. So That's we cool. so we were like, let's get let's make this legit. And so this brewery uh, was us kind of just going legit at that point, um, which is good. You know. <laughs> and at that time, I mean, I know like you know over the years, you know things change. The beer that y'all were brewing back then, is there some sort of iteration that you're serving now, or was it totally something different? Uh. Yeah, it's actually changed a lot. So one of the assumptions we made, kind of out of just our wanting to be different and, and not having a full understanding of 
the beer industry at the time mm-hmm. was uh, what would be a great like year-round series of beers to do. Yeah. So we launched with a grapefruit IPA, <coughs> which uh, Long Walk, which we still make. We that's now just a seasonal. Uh, sounds delicious. <laughs> what's up? I said it sounds, sounds delicious. delicious. It's yeah. It's it's a lot of real Texas grapefruit just infused into a um, you know Cascade Columbus forward uh, IPA. Mm-hmm. So just huge, huge juicy grapefruit attack and. Uh, you know, people were mad that we don't make it year round anymore, but there's, it still has its fans. Yeah. Um, we also had a, uh, a beer called Renewal, which is a tamarind wheat beer. Mm-hmm. So tamarind, if you're not familiar, is a like very, can be a very like tart uh, fruit. Okay. And so we were importing tamarind from India because it's the only place we could find that had um, basically uh, like free of seeds and stems and oh, okay. preservatives yeah, yeah. and husks right. and all that. And we were infusing that into the beer and getting this really great tart, sour, wheat beer. That's all Steven right there. Yeah. yeah. And, and people, the people who loved it loved it. The problem we, we had was, um, I remember one time we had it returned to an H-E-B because like, hey, this beer went bad. Because people see wheat, they think Hefeweizen. Oh, they see man, wheat, yeah. they think, you know. So we were violating kind of what people were expecting to get. Oh, okay, okay. And so when we said... We're like, no, it's supposed to, t- to taste like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I see the issue there. They're just like, yeah. And then the third, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then our third beer, which is the three kind of core lineup, was something called Sun Eater, which is something we still make, and uh, we're bringing it back this year, and we're doing a lot more iterations on it. But that's a Gruet, mm-hmm. so there's no hops at all, hmm. and in this case, there's also no barley. And so the inspiration was we wanted to make something with all native Texas ingredients. So. Um, we use sorghum as the base, and we use rosemary and lemon peel, and a few other tricks to make it work. But the end, end result is we have this, um, like all, all like Texas ingredient sourced uh, gruet, which is also naturally gluten free, which is not our intention. But <laughs> we discovered a whole lot of people have celiacs. It uh, worked out perfectly. Yeah, and <laughs> they got really excited about it. So. Since then, we did a strawberry version of that last year, mm-hmm. and this year we're, we're going to bring those two back and probably do another fruited version as well. Yeah. Oh, um, cool, cool. But what we discovered is, to, mm-hmm. uh, to your original question, that the, the market for those styles of beers were not nearly as big as what we would need to sustain a business. Yeah. As much as people like them, you know. Yeah. Not everybody likes not them. Everybody. Yeah, it's not big enough, you know. Yeah. So we... Um, made some hard choices about you know what we're going to be brewing and when and and made some adjustments but we put those into effect kind of in late 2017 early 2018 and it's been working well for us since yeah that's awesome man so um you uh, mentioned earlier that you know back in your uh, college days you started brewing uh, home brews um obviously there's always a spark to that what was it that you were first brewing when you were doing those home brews or what what what, what were you trying to uh, accomplish like, as far as flavors go with those? Oh, uh, well, the first beer I ever did was a Kolsch from Austin Homebrew Supply back when they were over on um, on Burnett. Like the little, it was a little tiny shop, like kind of at Burnett and Anderson here in North Austin. Uh, and I remember this guy, JB, is when he sold me my very first homebrew kit. <laughs> um, honestly, I was just, I was trying to, you know, Kolsch was like an e- easy start, I think. Yeah. And... <clears throat> I, I never went too aggressive with anything because I was again I was just trying to figure things out like how to make beer and at this time there wasn't a lot of like homebrewing was just kind of becoming a thing. Yeah. Like when I was doing it, uh, you know, a lot of people were like you're doing what you're making your own beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
and I, I think I found it like I don't remember how I got into it. I think it was just like bored one night and poking around the internet, like in between studying, and I saw like an ad for for the Austin Home Brew Supply, and like a weird engineering part of my brain was just like, "Ooh, that sounds cool. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, let's do it." Yeah, it's also like beer at the time, so yeah. yeah. I mean, of course, <laughs> who doesn't? We wouldn't be here if we didn't like. Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I totally spend my one day off a week, usually at other breweries. Hanging yeah. out. So uh, before you even started brewing, too, um, even before your home brews, what was like your go-to beer of? Like, what were you always trying to look for a flavor that probably wasn't as popular back then? Oh. uh so I, I was a I was definitely a malt guy to start. Mm-hmm. I was not a big IPA fan. Um, so like five one two pecan porter was mm-hmm. like one of my go tos. And then also uh, do you remember Fireman's Four from well everybody knows Fireman's oh, Four. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But this was back when it was draft only, and I we would chase that beer. It was good. Yes. And uh, when it would be, when they finally decided to start bottling it, I remember like my buddy and I we used to live in Hyde, we lived in Hyde Park at the time. And this little spot called Pronto Mart, mm. and they had like cases of it stacked, wow. and so we just grabbed as much as we could carry, <laughs> and just like carried like cases of this like uh, Fireman's Four back to our apartment, and we thought it was like the greatest day ever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a, I mean, it's a basic beer. It's it's nothing crazy, but it's uh, it's. But it's, it was obviously something different from the big stuff, from the big main beers. Yeah, then. yeah, it's, it's super drinkable at the time, and I do remember the very first two. <clears throat> craft beers I ever had uh, I was living in West Campus at the time mm-hmm. here in Austin and uh, I was 20 mm-hmm. and it was my sophomore year and this guy who was uh, 21 obviously could he could buy the beer walked in and he set down a six-pack of New Belgium's fat tire which okay. at the time oh, yeah. it, 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 the fat tire of today tastes very different than the fat tire from back yes, then yeah um, does. <laughs> and then uh, St. Arnold's lawnmower from Houston oh yeah okay and so these two he sits he's down in front of me and I remember looking at him like what is this and he's like oh this is called craft beer and the guy's right. name was Dan Kleiner this is uh, it's a guy I knew from high school shout out to Dan hey, <laughs> this is all your fault Dan <laughs> I don't even think he I haven't talked to the guy in like 20 years <laughs> he's probably not watching <laughs> probably not but uh, he set those down in front of me and I remember thinking he's like this called craft beer and i was like okay so i started drinking i'm like this is really good uh and it wasn't much later that i went to the st arnold's brewery back at their original location in houston and uh brock was given the tour like he still does today um i've since met brock in a professional setting now mm-hmm. he's like he's the nicest guy ever yeah i always make it awkward because i kind of fanboy out in front of him like, <laughs> oh, like no other brewery i'll do that for but when i meet with brock i'm like oh it's Brock. It's brock. <laughs> i like your beer <laughs> Will you be my friend? <laughs> no, it's a uh, yeah. So that was that was kind of the beginning of it all. Uh, so I was at the time, as honestly, I was just chasing like exciting flavors. Like mm-hmm. it's just yeah. it, was, it was to answer your original question. It was more about mm. what like it's not Miller Lite. <laughs> it's yeah. not Bud Light. Yeah. Like oh, beer can taste like this. Oh, that's yeah. cool. You know. So bouncing off of that, I mean, because for me personally, whenever like people ask me, oh, you know, or if I because for me. Whenever I like, I you know talk to somebody new, or you know, I'm just like one of the first things I ask them. I was like, oh, you know, do you like beer? And some people are like, no, I just like liquor or whatever. Some people are like, yeah, I like beer. I'm just like, do you? Well, I mean, do you like? You know, I ask them what kind of beers do you like, and yeah. oh, Dosakis. I'm like, well, do you like craft beer? I'm just, and they kind of look at me with that craft beer. Oh, you're one of those. I'm just like, come yeah. on now. I mean, it, it's, and I try to, I try to always explain to people that you know what, it's, it's not just you know a beer. It's not just like you know like an expensive beer that you buy. It's, you know, it's, there's flavor, there's, there's love to it. There's, you know, uh, there's a whole community behind it. Yeah. 
Um, You're not but, just drinking it to get a buzz. Yeah, more that, that's, that's the main thing. And uh, I guess my question is, like, what's been the biggest challenge you face as far as trying to get craft beer to the general public? Um, because, I mean, like, it's hard to compete. You know, like, you go to the stores and, you know, you, you see, like, half of the beer aisle taken up by these most, big, of, most of the shelf space. Yeah, yes. most of the shelf space taken up by big, big, you know, big breweries. Yeah. And, you know, the craft beers are just kind of like, kind of like pushed off to the side. I'm always in that little side, you yeah. know, but, and I'm just like, come on, like, you know, come. I mean, it, it's gotten better for yeah. sure, uh, oh, especially yeah, in recent sure. years. Uh, it's got like the idea of craft beer has gotten a lot better for people. Um, it's the challenge is really that when, like, if somebody doesn't want to try craft beer, you, you can't force it to, force it on them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I found is if you can get somebody to the point where it's like, okay, like, I'll try something. What do you got? Especially here in the tap room. Yeah. And my, this, I, I really enjoy that moment because they say, you know, what do you typically drink? And they're like, oh, I typically drink Dos Equis. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, tell you what, let me bring you a couple a couple sa- tasters. Yeah. And you're going to try these, and you let's find something that you like. And so the challenge that I, I enjoy at our tap room, and why the tap rooms are so important for breweries, is is when you get that person up to the bar, and you've got to engage them and say, all right, let me, let's find something for you to drink. Because I, I love it when people say like, oh no, I don't like beer, and I'm like, oh, you can't just say that. Yeah. Because like there's it's the the range of flavors and aromas you're gonna get out of beer is is massive. Yeah. You know, and, and one thing I always have a challenge with doing is because we have um, friends back home that me and my wife hang out with and. They love beer, but they're all about the, you know, some of the big name brands. So when we take them somewhere, you know, to a, to a tap room somewhere in San Antonio, it's like, yeah, you know, try this. Look, try this this flavor. It's similar to what you like. And most of the time, they're, they're just like right away, just like, nah, nah, not for me. Nah. See, I don't, uh, yeah. It's just like, come on, man. Just, give, it a, you know, give it a try. Just give yeah. it a try. You know? So what I find is, it, especially in those situations, you really need somebody on the other side of the bar who's going to say, hey, man, like, let me guide you through this. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Give me a chance here. Let's try to find something you like. Give me it's your okay. hand and let's take you on a journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's okay if you don't like everything I want to put in front of you, but I guarantee something that we have here is gonna speak to you. you yeah, know? yeah. It's gonna it's gonna enlighten those taste buds. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. See, the thing is, like with me, like I said, I mean, when I first tried craft beer, I was like, I mean, yes. It is a little pricey, you know. Not 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 all of it is pricey. I mean, but it is, it is more expensive than your traditional six pack. But I think for one, it's worth it, you know, because of the flavor and the taste you get. But in two, I mean, like I'm all about community and supporting local. So anything that to help that is, you know, I'm in, you know. So. Yeah. And one thing I'm trying not to do with craft beer is play beer pong with it either. So. <laughs> yes, there have been people like let's play beer pong. I'm like, and no. I'm like, no, this is a ten dollar six pack. And then I think that's where I kind of become a little beer snob myself. It's like, no, I'm not gonna play beer pong with this. No, no, no. no. It's, right. it's like I love that moment when you're drinking craft beer with somebody who like is typically a Miller Lite or a Dos Equis drinker, and they, they, you know, you have to explain like, hey, that. That one beer you just had is the equivalent of three of what you normally drink. Right, yeah. So maybe slow oh. down for a second. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and like then they get it. Yeah. yeah. So um, we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break here. Um, get some refills. Get go to the restroom. restroom. Heck yeah. So, so we'll be right back. Yep. Hey guys, Steven here uh, from Geeking and Drinking. Now we got Matt in the picture here with us, uh, mm-hmm. and we got John from Fourth Tap Brewery. Uh, just a quick question, real, real quick. I had a had a request for a question earlier. So. Um, where did the name Fourth Tap 
come from? <laughs> uh, oh, I hate this question. <laughs> so, uh, like, I guess it was like seven years ago now when we came up with the idea for the brewery. Mm. We're like, hey, let's, let's have a brewery. It's gonna, we're going to call it Fourth Tap. Um, at the time, there were very few breweries in Austin. You could almost count them on, you know, two hands. Um, two. <laughs> yeah, not that many. And so you'd go to the craft beer bars or um, big tap wall bars that we had at the time, and every brewery had like, I don't know, like four taps or so. There'd be a pale, a porter, an IPA, and then there'd be this fourth tap, which is kind of their, usually the seasonal beer. Yeah. And that was the beer where the brewers were experimenting a little bit, going a little outside the box. And so we loved that idea. And as opening another brewery in Austin, we kind of felt we didn't want to just add to the noise. We wanted to make sure that we're bringing something to the table, adding something to the conversation of beer. So we uh, we named the brewery Fourth Tap Brewing. The idea was to remind us and the people who were drinking our beer that, yeah, I know we're trying to push things a little bit. Uh, since then, a million breweries opened up, and everybody's doing everything under the sun. <laughs> so it's lost all of its meaning <laughs> for the outside world. But uh, we like the name, and for us, it does remind us to kind of keep trying to say, I can't say left to center, because that gets, that gets uh, into dogfish head territory. Oh, but, okay. uh, you know, <clears throat> they, we're always, like, constantly experimenting with new ideas and new ingredients and, and trying to keep things fresh. Awesome, awesome, cool. Yeah, we were just kind of curious. We just had a, a request for that question. But, uh, yeah, so um, earlier you were mentioning to us that um, – you also have a podcast yourself uh, where you talk where you talk or discuss about video games. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's called uh, No Sick Days Podcast. It's it's not a great podcast. <laughs> it's just a, so a buddy of mine. Um, I've known him since first grade. We we've, we've been having the same conversation about video games for twenty nine years, and we finally decided to start. We just started a podcast about it, and okay. uh, we essentially sit down. We get way way too in, into details about video games uh and i guess some people are into that well uh you know speaking of some people into that that's where uh, matt Me. comes in yep. yeah um we have a little segment on our show that we call uh, game chat with matt yeah. and he discuss you know any video games that he's been playing lately any kind of new stuff so uh I know he. I know he had some stuff that he wanted to discuss with you about okay. it. So, and this is kind of yeah. this is kind of my little snooze area. So, <laughs> <laughs> you can enjoy your beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um, of course, we were talking about Anthem before we 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 started the interview. Yep. You know, like discuss what we liked about it, what we don't like about it, and what we hope to improve on. So, I guess we just capitalize more on that. Yeah. What more did you like about the game? Um, I mean, so yeah, Anthem has been like the controversy i think in video games right now mm -hmm. uh if you follow the subreddit at all it's just it's i've never seen a, a subreddit for a game this like aggressive towards the developers of the game yeah well i've been following it since it got announced or since i heard about it about two years ago from e3 yeah so of course i follow i don't follow subreddit the subreddits but i do follow um people who make video game videos on on youtube mm -hmm. and they've been nothing but bashing it discourse bashing the developers bioware and then of course know, ea yeah. it's like ea's putting their too much hands into it we're not we're not sure how it's going to be in the end game so it's oh yeah just, i mean there's a whole just just that piece right there there's a whole controversy about was ea coming in and telling them like hey you've got to you've got to jump on this you know um like microtransaction mm -hmm. monetization model where you know loot like loot grind kind of it's, it's a lot of people thought ea was doing that um you know in this case and bioware is one of my most 
favorite development mm-hmm. companies. Back in the day, they've, they've made some of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when this game came out and you look at what EA gave them, they gave them six years. Yeah. And I, for, I forget who said, so I'm <coughs> quoting somebody, um, and they were like, that's basically a blank check to a developer. If, EA, if a publisher is <laughs> like, Here, you get six years to develop this game. I mean, they've let them do whatever they want. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, and so... I hate saying it, but I feel like the fault in this case does lie with Bioware. Yep. Yeah. That's what a lot of people are feeling with, with it, and, and especially and the reviews I played. I mean, yeah. the reviews I've seen, and from my own personal playtime with the, with the game, probably had a good twenty hours of the game yep. from the time I bought it till now. Um, my biggest complaints is, yeah, there is microtransactions, but it's not as heavy as other EA games are, like like Battlefield. Like Battlefront 2 yeah. when it first released or when it was going to release. Um, of course, in the glitches. I mean, Bioware has been known for their glitches in their in their games, especially yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda. Yep. I mean, I've, ha- I've had Anthem crash to me. Like, I, I, started, I started a thread. Literally, it was just like, a cr- like the Anthem crash party. Uh-huh. It was like, hey, comment when your game crashes. And yep. people were like, game crash. <laughs> game crash. <laughs> uh, my, my game crashed a few times. Yeah. Like, there's just times when I was like, there's one time I was doing a mission, it crashed on me. I was like, all right, I'll exit the game, just jump back right back in. It gave me the option to, right when I jumped back in, it was like, oh, I was in a private, oh, your, your game's in private surf server. I was like, I just got off after that. Private server. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's unfortunate too, because Bioware, you know, they have made, they have a, a talent for making these incredible uh, single player games with incredible mm-hmm. narratives and really immersive settings and then they release this game and I mean I it, I beat the story playing it part time in like less than a week and I think I have like a, a mission or two to finish the story so it's like yeah, it's a it, short story very of course sh- yeah you get to it and you're like that's it yeah and of course they say they're gonna release you know free DLC story mission more expanding to more on the story but we'll see how that goes yeah, I mean, you know, I just wish companies would just release the game. You know, like don't don't break parts of the game off as like DLC content. Just mm-hmm. release the game. Yeah, <laughs> like put it all in there. Just do it already. Yes. <laughs> um, there was one game that did that. Uh, Destiny. Yeah. Destiny One and Destiny Two. Yeah. Of course, they say, oh, we're gonna prove on this from Destiny One, have more content. It was the same game. Yeah. Same game, literally. Same thing. So. Yeah. It was kind of just frustrating. But I'm glad that for because I'm on PlayStation 4 player, it was free at, at some point. So I'm glad I got it for free. So that's how I that's how I played it. I mm-hmm. I popped up for free one weekend. And I was like, all right, let me grab it and just see what's <laughs> up. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I didn't pay full price for that game. At first, I paid full price, so I was like, no. <laughs> I traded in. <laughs> it's cool, whatever. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, but to Anthem's credit, there's so I do have some hope for this. We were talking about this offline um, a minute ago. Uh, the core, the core mechanic to Anthem is still like it, it's super fun. I mean, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like when you're in, when when the server's working, you're like not even getting into how all the power scaling works because that's a whole mess. Yeah. yeah I don't, like I can't even begin to pull that apart. Everybody's discovered like it does, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It does um, but when you're in the moment, you're in in a fight with other people and having it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. It, it feels solid. The game plays solid. The, shooting mechanics are solid like that part is fun so my hope is that given time 
you know, we might see uh, like a No Man's Sky kind of thing where it's like a yeah. year later, they're like, okay, no, now the game's actually done. You, can, you should actually yeah. play the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I have a couple of friends that play No Man's Sky that have been wanting me to play it. Yeah. When it first came out, I was, when I first heard about it, my friend showed me, showed me a trailer. Uh, oh man, it's like a space exploration game. You're unlimited to where you can, what you can do. And then once the game slowly started to like, like in the months slowly started to count down to where it was going to come out, yeah. things just started falling apart after, after that. And then the game came out and it was just a big old mess. Oh yeah. It was and that turned me off a lot through No Man's Sky, but now I'm seeing it. They, have, they finally have four player co-op. The new three big updates they're gonna release are finally gonna release multiplayer the way they promised. If you really? haven't seen that, yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, dude, I haven't even paying attention to No Man's Sky for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I just wrote it off at a certain Boom! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dude, just... yeah, they're gonna release three big updates that soon, once their updates are released, they're just gonna combine into one pa- one game gaming package called No Man's Sky Beyond. Okay. So the first update is going to release is for existing players right now are going to be competitive multiplayer. And then the next two are still just, just to be announced. So awesome. So, just, you know, if you're interested, if you're interested in No Man's Sky again, just be sure to check check them I'll out. Keep, it's still installed on my PlayStation. Technically. <laughs> okay. I, I see the updates come through every so often, but I'm like, hey. But um, other than that, what other games are you excited for? Have you been playing other than Anthem stuff like that? Uh, I've been playing Apex Legends, the battle Roy- the new the new hotness, yes. the new battle yes. royale game. I have been playing that too. Um, my opinion it is way better than Fortnite. When I play Fortnite, I completely trash at it. I mean, I'm not too good at Apex <coughs> right now, but yep. I'm getting I'm decent at it to the point to where I can play it by myself and with friends. But Fortnite. I don't want to play with friends, and at that, I don't even want to play it. Yeah. And I don't know. I played Fortnite just a couple times, and it's like, eh, I just didn't. So that's why I wanted to ask a question. So uh, what kind of um, genre do you call Fortnite? Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Royale. Shooter. I know he's not a real big fan of Battle Royales. How do you feel about about that? Um, About that kind of genre, I guess. if If it's done well, it can be fun. I mean, it's it's you got the because like PUBG is the one of the ones that I was initially familiar with, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know I enjoy the fact that it because I played FPSs back in the day where it's you get down and like one person's on this side of the map, one person's on this side of the map, and maybe 30 minutes later you somehow find each other and finally finish the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I like the fact that it keeps forcing you in, yeah. and I also like how it's you know it, it just kind of throws everybody in with nothing. It's like, yeah. all right, now figure it out, go. You know, Boom. That's fun. And uh, so I, I enjoy the genre when it's done well. And one thing I think that Apex has done well is um, when you start a game, you get into it. Uh, if, you know, if you get a bad roll, just a bad, like, bad team, bad landing spot, you know, bad equipment to start with, and you get killed within like a minute, it's pretty easy to get back into another game. Like you're not stuck. You don't have to stay and wait. You can just... Mm-hmm. You can exit with no penalty. You get whatever experience you got for just being there for those 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And you can get into another game pretty fast. Yep. And, and then from there, you get lucky to get with two people that are actually good, decent, to where you land in a decent spot. Yeah. You get decent loot. And then from there, you, you last more longer. Yeah. And then from there, it's just all whatever. I have won a couple of games with some random people, not my friend. And um, I didn't 
we didn't communicate in any way, but we all stuck together. We all played our roles, whatever characters we 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 chose, and we all just you know teamwork together without any type of communication whatsoever. Well, it's they got that uh, it's like that single button communicate like. Um, oh yeah, the like thanks so, or the. Yeah, so one thing I think I thought they did that I thought was pretty clever is they have this like situationally specific uh, single button communication. Mm-hmm. So if you're aiming at a piece of gear and you hit it, it's like, hey, there's this gear here. Or if you're yeah. aiming at an enemy, you click it. There's an enemy over there. Yep. If you just aim at some random thing and you click it, it's like, hey, we should go over there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And I, so yeah, so I pretty much have only played with randos and. Uh, it's definitely backfired a couple times, but for the most part, it's been pretty cool. I mean, yeah, people communicate, people keep you on up to speed with what's going on. And, and of course, with the battle royale genre <coughs> being so hot right now, we have a couple name games like Call of Duty, Battlefield, doing their own version of battle royale. Mm-hmm. Battlefield hasn't released theirs yet. Call of Duty releases on the launch date. To me, the Blackout mode on uh, Black Ops Four was not my favorite mm-hmm. i only i only played a few times and then from that i just forgot it was just there okay. so because i was just playing multiplayer and that's it i feel like this i mean a battle royale is more than just you can't you can't just take like an fps and just mm-hmm. shove a battle royale format on top of it yeah you know those those the games are designed for what they're you know they're designed for what they're designed for it's it's for that kind of fps competitive um gameplay that's why i wasn't too big of a fan of yeah. the blackout mode and i'm not too sure about firestorm mode in battlefield 5 that's going to come out sometime next week in a free update so i've been seeing trailers and it's pre- pretty cool you can still use you know vehicles tanks planes stuff like that uh, might be a little bit more than 100 players it might be 150 or maybe 100 i'm not too sure that does sound fun though <laughs> yeah. that's one thing i do like about battle royale games is like you're in there with like 60 people mm-hmm. going at it. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's something fun there. So um, we were talking, <clears throat> excuse me. So we were talking earlier, um, you know, speaking speaking on games and stuff like that. You actually have, you know, games here at the tap room yeah. themselves. And then earlier you were talking about that you do um, the Smash Bros. competition. Can you elaborate on that a little yeah. bit? Yeah. So uh, to kind of take it in order. So we have. Um, one of our regulars brought us a, he had built kind of an arcade style uh, emulator with about 1,300 games on it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, half of them are all Street Fighter uh, variations. Uh, <laughs> and that sits over, you know, it's free to play in our tap room. And uh, he just he just didn't want it in his apartment anymore, so he gave that's it to just, us. That's just crazy, dude. Yeah, I'm we're so like, yeah. thanks, dude. This is yeah, great. like, if cool. I have, <laughs> if I had that in my apartment, me and my friends would be playing all the time. All the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, people do here. And then we also have um, a friend of ours works at an a indie game distributor called uh, Devolver Digital. Um, if you're familiar with uh, Broforce or I think Geometry Wars was something they released. Or, Geometry uh, Wars. Well, Geometry Wars is on the list of games they gave us. So, like Bro, Brofort, Hotline Miami. Do you remember any of those games? A lot of these are like indie games you find mm-hmm. on Steam. Typically. Yeah, no. For yeah. me, the last game I ever played was on the Atari. But so they they gave us what? So you know when they when they had these big video game expos, like distributors will show up, put up yeah. a big booth and big mm-hmm. you know fancy stuff and demo all the games they've got and to get you hyped about it. And so they gave us their old um, like conference game expo setup and we threw in like an old couch and a coffee table so now we have this little setup in our brewery tap room it's called like the living room uh, at fourth tap brought to you by Mm devolver digital and 
Uh, so they gave us their whole setup, decorations, and everything. And then the best part is they gave us a Steam account with every game they've ever published. Wow. <laughs> wow. So I, I saw that, and I saw Brawlhalla yeah, on there. Yeah, we got Brawlhalla and on my, there. Me and my friends play Brawlhalla all the time. I recently just got good at it to where I can beat them all within, like, at least two games. So. There you go. I'm very when I win, I get very hyped because I always be the first one to get eliminated. <laughs> there you go. But now that I'm winning, now I'm just like, got my bragging rights finally. So we've got that one too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically, you can hang out at fourth in our, our tap room and and play any game they've ever released for free and just. So what mm -hmm. we have happen is like, it's kind of like going to your buddy's place, sitting down and playing video games. I yeah. mean, it's we've got people who post up in that little spot for hours and hours, just yeah. hanging out. Um, and then about the Smash Bros. thing, so we work with uh, a group called Smash United, which is a uh, esports league or esports like they're not a league, esports company, I guess, um, here in Austin. And they they like sponsor esports players, so you can get like if you're a professional, you can get sponsorships from them. Oh, cool! Uh, wow. They they host this weekly uh, here at the brewery for the new Smash Brothers game. And we get between sixty and eighty people show up every Monday, which is pretty wild. Um, I think part of it is this is a seeding tournament. I, if my understanding is you, this counts towards, I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure this counts towards like your a player's overall score. So if they want to get an invitational to like the championships, okay, like okay. these are like the tournaments you want to be playing in. Uh -huh. um, and I know uh, Smash United is also like they're always scouting for players to sponsor. So oh, you know, wow. if you're showing up every week and you're. You know, just crushing it every week. You yeah, know, that's a good way to get a you know get a sponsorship. Get a I have in the door. a. Yeah few friends who live in in, uh, in Denver right now they um they they go to this weekly Smash Bros competition yeah. um my friends Frank and Isaac and, and my friend Frank recently got his girlfriend sit in in two games so now she's competing in competitions now yeah. <laughs> so they, they they do it up there they they tell us oh man we 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 advance or like Mark or one of us advanced like almost a final round and wow so it's good yeah it's it's interesting to to have that and then you all have that something similar here so yeah we were just blown away by the turnout I mean, mm -hmm. I just I figured it was gonna be like twenty people maybe, and and apparently it's it's one of the largest friendlies or war, largest weeklies that's happening here yeah. in, oh, in wow. Austin, uh, or and I think in the I don't want to say any outside of that. I've heard in a larger area, but I, I'm not, I don't know for certain. But uh, we've even had players, uh, pro players, fly in from I think we had a guy flying from Nevada once just Ooh. to compete. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a big it's a big thing. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun night. It's a whole bunch of people just hanging out. <laughs> so on average, how many people do you actually get here for that competition? For for the Smash Bros. Oh, so it's, yeah, it's like sixty to eighty. Sixty to eighty. Yeah. Wow. That's just a lot of people. No. And, you, and you were saying that you were expecting like twenty or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing <laughs> is, it's every single Monday, which just goes to show how popular these games are. And I mean, esports should be taken seriously. It, yeah, they it, should. You know, and for me, that's kind of that's kind of like um, not crazy, but I guess amazing, like how. You know, when video games first started, you know, you had, you know, Ataris or whatever, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, and then now you got all these other game systems, and then it's just like, they have all these competitions for them, mm -hmm. and I was reading an article one um, the other day saying how even some high schools are taking it as a, um, like, um, like an extracurricular, I guess, yeah, yeah. like like a, like a sport thing, like, oh, yeah. you so. can join the team and then, you know, play it, I'm like, wow, that's, that's, Awesome. Wish they had that when I was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> in, in high school, when I when I went, when I went to high school, uh, my senior or junior year, I think it was my senior year. Actually, we started a video game club. Really, all it was was just 
somewhere we all can just go hang out at the school in one of the classrooms. Teachers will be oh, teacher will be administrating it. And then we'll just be playing Smash Bros, Mortal Kombat, yeah. um, Halo. They recently just allowed us to play <clears> Halo. <throat> oh, at the time, they recently allowed us to play Halo just because it was rated M. They're like, right now, we can only just do rated T games just because you don't want no shooting or anything like that. Unless you played Mortal Kombat? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah, Mortal Kombat, but not Halo. Right after <laughs> they allowed us to do rated M, we started playing Mortal Kombat. Oh, or uh, or um, yeah. Mar- Marvel's Capcom 3, which is my favorite fighting yeah. game right now, so... But yeah, I mean, we had that in high school. It was pretty fun. You know, it was, it was a place where I can go and I'll hang out with my friends. We'll go get snacks real quick, come back, play yeah. games for like a good two hours and then just leave, leave back to home and start playing games back at home. So. It counts as a school activity. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. So that would be kind of cool, you know, because like I said, my son just recently got it into video games. He, um, he plays Minecraft on his iPad. Uh, we got him a Switch a, a year or two ago, whenever they first came out, or kind of were big, and it was like the hot item to get for Christmas. So I told my wife, like, why don't we just get him that and see how, how it goes from there? And so he's like, like, look, Dad, I just got this new character. Look, Dad, I just passed this level. I'm like, whoa. Like, okay. And then we got him, we downloaded the Fortnite on there for him and got him a packet and everything. And he's like, look, Dad, check this out. And I'm like, okay. Like, that's Dude, it's I, crazy. I cannot wait for, uh, so my, my baby girl, our artist, <clears throat> she's, uh, she's only four and a half months old. But like, Part of me cannot wait for her to get old enough to play to play video games. Oh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. saying. Enjoy it now, but you'll probably enjoy it a little bit more if you get her into that. You know, um, not, and you know, it's not like even pushing it on her. You know, just like, hey, look, video games, and boom, hey, yeah. there you go. And, yeah, uh, so it's cool. You should totally play this. <laughs> uh, so it looks like we're getting uh, some uh, pizza here delivered to oh, us. Heck oh, yeah. 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 Woo. Thank you. Enjoy that, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Right. you. So this is. Uh, from our pizza truck, backdraft pizza, okay. well, not ours. It's the pizza truck we've worked with here. Slide that in. Yeah, so this new. is a backdraft pizza. Yeah, like a Neapolitan style pizza. Um, what I love about this is the crust is it's like that perfect kind of crunch yeah. on the outside, but then you got this chewiness to it, and then but it's not too chewy. It's like the perfect amount of I don't know. It just it's it's a good pizza. It looks good. It looks really it does good. Look I'm, I'm gonna good. take a take a piece right here, real oh, quick. Yeah, uh, ooh, it's pretty pretty fresh. Pretty uh, fresh. Yeah, <laughs> it, it cooks like real fast, and then uh, and then they yeah. How mm. is that, Steven? Oh, we should get some napkins or not. Oh, that's yeah, really good. Just <clears> use <throat> you, use your clothes. Sure. Just be careful. <laughs> mm. Might take uh, a slice too. Yeah, I'll buy right there. <laughs> High quality podcast content. Yeah. <laughs> Eating pizza. Mm-hmm. And drinking beer. <laughs> I'll get some plates here in a minute. I got we got so, some in the back room. Yeah. But um it's oh, a good pizza thing. Yeah, it's really it good, really, really delicious. Um again guys, we're here at um Fort Tab uh Brewing Co op in Austin, Texas. If you haven't been here before, I suggest you come check it out. It got a real cool tap room, real good uh pizza food truck outside, uh backdraft pizza. Um, so we're going to go ahead and take another break here and uh, we'll be right back. All right. So, uh, we're back here, uh, geeking and drinking. Eddie's back. And Eddie's back here with uh, me and John. So I was manning <laughs> the camera and, uh, if you follow us on Instagram, that's some good stuff going on there. <laughs> 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 uh, so we just recently had a little, uh, game chat with Matt and John. Yep. Uh, they gave the, they gave the little spill on, uh, some of the stuff that they've, uh, 
they're interested, some of the stuff that they've been um, playing uh, recently, and John also gave us a little insight on the, uh, what was it called again? The Smash Bros. Oh, Smash Bros. Tournament, yeah. Smash Bros. We've Tournament. Been holding, so. yeah, hosting here. So, yeah, that that's, uh, y'all, how often do y'all host that here? Every single Monday. Every Monday. So, again, you've never been to Fort Tap. Um, if you're a Smash Bros. fan, every Monday they'll be having a competition here. Yeah, but so. even that, I mean, um, even that they, you know, like if you come to the tap room, they have a designated living room area, I, right. I would call it. You know, it's a sofa, a TV, and it, it gives it puts you back in the environment of being in, in your apartment, your house, whatever, just, yeah. just chilling just and playing video games. Get a beer, kick your feet up, play some video games. Yeah. For hours. Order a pizza. Yeah, that pizza, that pizza was go. delicious. Yeah, it's just like um, it's almost like being at home but in a better environment. Yeah, yeah. where but they're you, charging you for being. Yeah, where they're <laughs> charging you. <laughs> but um, hey, I think it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, so um, geek and drinking here, we love movies. We love you know, we love our our our, our, our geek culture. Um, so let's get into some movies. Um, okay. Movies and maybe some TV shows, but definitely some movies for sure. Yeah. So if you guys watch our what was it? Uh, about two episodes ago, we uh, did a whole review of Captain Marvel, the stuff we liked and the stuff we definitely did not like. Ooh, I want to hear about this. Um, <laughs> it was a long. It, it's probably our longest episode to date, but I mean, like I said, it was a good conversation. I loved it. We had a lot of fun. Um, but um, I know recently you just you've just seen Captain Marvel. I just saw it. Just yeah. Saw so it. we had to do a thing. Uh, so my wife went on Tuesday. I watched the baby. Then I went on Thursday. Well, oh, she watched okay. the baby because that's our life now. Teamwork. Yeah, teamwork. And uh, I, I saw the movie. Yeah. So, initial thoughts. It was... Uh, With very little spoilers. Yeah, so... <laughs> I mean, I think, I think at this time it's okay to spoil stuff. Are we out? Are we that far enough from the release? I think we are. I think we are. We're already almost halfway to, it's, uh, it's in, a, to Endgame. So. It's the third yeah, week that's true, been yeah. out. So, and, if you uh, haven't seen it... So and when and every, everybody dies at the end, and, and, I thought the re- yeah. <laughs> and, and then the recent in-game trailer just revealed yeah. Captain Marvel in it. So yeah, I think we're pretty. I think we're pretty well off. You know, we know she survives the movie. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, and obviously Nick Fury survives the movie too because he's in all of the other. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, it wasn't the worst one they've done. Uh, definitely not the best one. Uh, it was. It, it was like it was okay. Like I. Yeah. I laughed, smiled, I had a good time, but at the end of the day, I'm like, it was not, oh, I'm trying to put this, like, yeah, it's all right. It's like, I want to be like, yeah, it's all right. It was fine. It was there. Yeah. It was, it's, was it, oh, or meh, or, oh. Say meh. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll Pretty meh. much. <laughs> and now, it's also important to clarify, uh, from my perspective, I'm not familiar with the comics. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'm coming into it without preconceived ideas about how these characters are supposed to, for instance, lose an eye or gain <laughs> their powers or how certain things are supposed to play out. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not like as, as biased as other people would be about that. <laughs> but yeah. even still, uh, that's why when I'm coming down, even still w- without those biases, I'm still just like, eh. It was yeah yeah and even um I I think I really enjoyed it I mean obviously one thing that Marvel's always done in every single one of their movies is that is that comedic relief you know in every one of their movies so this yeah. one had a, had a lot of good uh, funny moments in it so which you know me and my son enjoyed yeah um, 
I don't know about you, but me, you know, growing up in the 90s, I very much enjoyed the soundtrack. I was just about to oh, bring yeah. that up. I was like, how, so, how was the 90s thing for you? Was it, was it too much or was it just, I mean, all right? I mean, it's tough because I grew up in the 90s. So for me, I'm like, it just felt familiar. And I was just like, yeah, yeah that seems normal. Was there like one song? In you're like, I like No that, Doubt. That was just like, <laughs> that was just like, oh, I like that song. Oh, I can't believe they're playing that song because but, for me, it was the No Doubt. That one did, that one surprised me. I mean, it wasn't out of, it was a little out of, well. <clears> say it. It's okay. It's <laughs> you can say place, it. Yeah. It was. That's exactly my well, thing. I, was was, like, I, think, I liked it. I think it was a little out of place where they put it. Yeah. But the song um, but definitely should have been in the movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for I mean, for it being a, a superheroine movie, um, you know, a female superhero. Yeah, um, I think it, it fit well for for her, for Captain Marvel. Yeah, so I mean, that's what I kind of enjoy. And plus, uh, again, me being in, um, growing up in the '90s, I was there at the Tragic Kingdom tour. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember when that album came. Yeah, I mean, that's all. Like, that's the '90s is when that was. That's when I grew up, and and so. I think a lot of it in the movie was just kind of like it, it. It almost uh, it didn't even stand out to me because like that's that was normal. I was yeah. just like, yeah, this is the song you'd play here. This is this is how they dress and this is what yeah. they would do. Yeah. And and what about the uh, the whole uh, um, file downloading part? Oh, dude, that <laughs> was hilarious. Okay, that was funny. Yeah. Like, What's it doing? It's loading. It's buffering. <laughs> yeah. So. Yes, I'm glad you reminded me about that. There was a lot of like, like small jokes, and I I did enjoy those moments. I mean, a whole bunch of like funny jokes doesn't necessarily make a great great action yeah, movie. But a lot of those a lot of those moments were pretty. Fun. I mean, like I said, I laughed. Yeah. I enjoyed watching the movie. I'm just not gonna sit here and say it was. There was no Winter Soldier. Let's be clear. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Yes. Let's yes. So speaking of Winter Soldier, have you recently recently seen that they did a um, they just posted a behind the scenes from the uh, fight scene on the under the bridge the, that wasn't CGI uh, from Winter from Soldier. Soldier? Did no, it? I didn't. No? So people were going crazy about it because even before they, they're showing the raw footage pretty much before um, the CGI and all the editings. And it's still a really badass fight scene. So, so yeah, I mean, that, you know, I mean where he was flips it? The, he flips the knife. Oh yeah, no, I know exactly what you're like, talking about. No, so I mean, was it was it uh, Sebastian Stan and yeah, Chris it was Evans? Sebastian it was Stan them? and Chris Evans. Wow, uh, that's why I love that movie so much. Yeah. The oh, action dude. choreography in Winter Soldier is amazing. Yes. And I forget oh. the guy who oh, I, I want like want to grab my phone and pull up IMDb to figure out who it is because <laughs> he's done some other stuff that I thought was really really good. Uh, yeah, the, the action choreography in Winter Soldier was like next level. Oh, yeah. So good. Uh, obviously, that's that's got to be my favorite MCU. Captain Marvel movie, probably even in definitely my top three uh, MCU movies for sure. The Winter Soldier. Uh, Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, if you get a chance, I suggest to go look for that raw footage, and it it's still you. It's gonna make you want to watch the movie again. It's just like, oh my god, I'm no, definitely, watch this. <laughs> definitely. So I mean, uh, jumping off of that, I mean, we just got a couple of trailers for Avengers Endgame. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, which you know everybody's so excited for. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for in game? And are you gonna go? I mean, I mean, I was already a ten. I mean, yeah, it, it's just. I mean, you don't have to show us anything. Just that's how. Yeah, I'm like, it's cool they release trailers. Like, it doesn't. It's one of those like you don't really need to spend the money on the trailers because we're already gonna go see. Yeah, it. we're gonna go see it. Just like, those of us who are bought I mean, in. Just, are like, just showed up. Just showed Avengers Endgame by itself with not even any footage. I'm still gonna go watch it. 
Yeah. Just say, just let me know when it's out. Yeah. <laughs> now, I get, I get, I guess some people want to see the trailers and get hyped up for it. But yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm watching the trailers. One of the guys who works here, uh, our other business partners who, who runs our seller and packaging, mm -hmm. he's like, if the trailer comes on, he turns away, like closes his ears. He, oh, okay. He, 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 <laughs> he wants nothing. He's like, and, and the thing is, like, like, I, I, sometimes I'd be like, okay, that's a little too much. But I'm like, you know, I get it. Like, you know, there are some movies I'm just like, I'll see it. I don't need to watch a trailer. I'll watch it regardless, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I get it. But, but I'm just I'm too excited for Avengers to just not see a trailer. Yeah. I want to see every little thing I could see. I mean, I, I mean I'm i also one of those people that just love the anticipation. I love, like, yeah, like I'm just I'm waiting for uh, in two weeks because uh, in Chicago they're having Star Wars celebration. Okay. I'm a huge Star Wars guy, so... I'm just waiting for them to drop the trailer for episode nine. You're and welcome. I cannot wait. Is that in two weeks? We get the trailer <laughs> yeah, for episode April, nine. Yeah, the first week of April. <coughs> uh, yeah, I believe we're gonna get the trailer and the official title right. for it. Oh yeah, yes. they, haven't, the they haven't yeah. even released a title for it. Can I flip the interview around and ask you all some questions? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. How, how did you feel about how they handled Luke Skywalker in the last the last movie? I was shocked. I was. I mean, his whole grumpy kind of attitude was warranted. I get it. Um, for for some people they're like, oh, that's not my Luke Skywalker. I'm like, people people well, get it's older. Not my Luke Skywalker. People change. <laughs> you know, yeah, okay. he's he's uh, you know, yeah, I get where he's coming from. Um, I just didn't expect they would kill him off. Yeah. The way they, I mean, the way they did, but is it? I mean, in other words, like, we get those force goals, so it's not like he's completely gone. He's still yeah. gonna be have a presence. Sure. So yeah, I'm yeah. okay with it. I could have definitely done without the uh, sea creature milk scene. That's for sure. <laughs> I, think we, I think we all could have done without that. That was not a, um, that added nothing to the movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I actually liked. I went back and forth on it. I mean, I get the argument. It's not my Luke Skywalker, but it's mm -hmm. also it's like, well, it's not your movie. It's. Uh, you know. Well, see, yeah. so here, here's here's for me. Uh, first ever Star Wars movie I ever saw bef when before I became an official fan was um, Return of the Jedi. Sure. First one I ever saw. Then I went back, saw the other two. Wait, which obviously. version of Return the of the original Hayden Christensen? <laughs> this was Hayden Christensen, the blue, no, the blue glow in that the, one? Or no, no okay. this was not the Hayden Christensen. So it's the old guy that this gets no credit. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just yeah, removed from the, the history. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, not James Earl Jones uh, okay, okay. <laughs> guy we were expecting. <laughs> um, no, the, ori the, the original, original before any of the uh, re-edits and added scenes. Dude, some of those are the worst. Mm. I'm sorry. They're just the worst. Those, those are my Star Wars. Yeah. Um, obviously, saw the prequels. Mm. Um, but when... <laughs> that, that puts it nicely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Force Awakens comes out. Um, yep. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that, that movie very much. I was super excited. I was one of those that was jumping off of my seat when a when a character came out, when Han Solo and Chewie came out. Oh yeah. Uh, even even before that, even when when they're running, they're like that that one's garbage, and they're like, okay, get the yeah. garbage, and it's like it's the Millennium Falcon. I'm like, okay, yes, that that's, is, not garbage. that's not garbage. <laughs> and um, you know, that's what I was. Um, <laughs> Tear in the eye after the whole Han Solo Kylo Ren interaction. Yeah. Oh, I was bawling. Um, I was bawling. I loved, loved, loved Force Awakens, and and that comes a lot for me again because yep. my Star Wars are A New Hope, Re Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Right. For me to say Force Awakens is one of the most amazing ones, and even though a lot of people are like, oh, Disney ruined Star Wars. No, Force Awakens was awesome. It was amazing, well shot story was good 
even though you know people say oh it's just like a new hope hey whatever it was still good um yeah i felt like that was too easy of a criticism oh like that that like that's a, the that's the easiest criticism you could ever have oh it's just like a rehash like, i thought nah. that was like a lazy criticism yeah, yeah. it's like it's easy it's to really, say yeah it's, it's easy to say yeah but um the last jedi i was i was fairly disappointed i'm not gonna lie yep um it, it reminded me too much of the prequels you're kicked off the podcast <laughs> <laughs> And 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 I say I say I say I say the prequels because of the the whole Oof. the whole uh, part where they go into the the casino. Okay, land. yeah, that part. Right. Yes, that. Could have yeah. could have done without that. I could have yes. done without that. I don't uh, care about. And I was real disappointed with uh, Benicio del Toro's uh, not his performance, but what they portrayed for his character. They could have done a lot more with him. Yeah, they could have. Yeah. You get an actor like Benicio Del Toro in the yeah, movie. It's like, I think it was a waste for me. Yeah, it definitely was a waste. I get where you're coming from. Uh, the whole Canto Bite se- scene, sequence, whatever. Just kind, um, of, kind of unnecessary. Yeah, it it's, it's just like we get it. You know, I get what you're saying here. <clears throat> um, yes, it, it is real reminiscent of the prequels. Um, but there's, there's like there's ways to do that. Like if they had just left out the slapstick focused on like the dark the darker portions of it of, of that planet and what's going on there yes. that could have been a really moving scene it could have been really important but instead <clears throat> they chose to cartoon it from cartoon it up and, and yeah ignore the fact that these are like arms dealers and people like with way too much wealth and just wasting it the one yeah. thing i did like that that came out of it was uh like you said the whole arms dealing and uh, Benicio Torres showing um, Finn and Rose that, um, like, oh look, you know, they're they're uh, supplying for the for the uh, first order, you know, the, yeah. and the resistance, and then and, and, then, also, and then all of a sudden you got resistance coming over. And see, it's like everyone needs everyone needs money for war. And it's just yeah, like, that was yeah, that that was pretty. That was, that like, was, like, I was like, oh, oh that's man. that's pretty dark, but oh man, that's. <laughs> if they, and if like they, I feel like if they just kept that kind of tone through the whole thing, if they had made the place seem dangerous, yeah, you know, like if when they got there, Finn and Rose arrived at this casino setting, if they had made it feel dangerous, yeah, for the characters and for kind of like viewers. the way um, when. Um, Obi-Wan and Luke Skywalker walk into the cantina. Yeah, yeah you got it. Oh. Right. It feels dangerous. It feels, yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, shoot. <laughs> that's how it should, that's how, if they had done that as opposed to making it all cartoony and just slapstick, yeah. it's like a lot of unnecessary characters. So that, that's, that's, yeah. that's a little of my issue with um, with um, The Last Jedi. But I really do have hopes for this for this last installment. Because J.J. Abrams is back. Because J.J. Abrams is back. And like again, yeah. I loved, loved force awakens so that was well shot yeah good story despite what anyone says <laughs> if it was recycled you know but no, again, no, no, yeah no. it's good and, and jj abrams <clears throat> what i love about that is it's uh he he yeah. really gets and like he really he i felt like he really got the feel of the original star wars movies and that's been talked to to death and, and i know george lucas even came out at one point and said it felt i think he said it felt too retro or something mm-hmm. or i don't know he like criticized it because it it looked too much like the originals and not like the prequels but the rest of us are like well that's what star wars is well, yeah. yeah and and george <laughs> lucas himself has come out to say that he when he Excuse made me. when he made the prequels he made them specifically for kids like wait whoa whoa whoa, whoa 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 like these movies are for kids no 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 <laughs> the, the prequel movies you know that that's why it was so cartoony was because yeah. he made it specifically for kids despite you know that you know other things that that went on what? in it's, it but I guess I guess more for the cartoony 
entertainment part, I guess. I mean, like, what are you gonna like? Are you gonna go back now and take like the next Aliens reboot and make it for kids? Yeah. Are you gonna take like the next Blade <laughs> Runner movie and say like, oh, this one's for kids? Yeah. No, <laughs> like, you don't do that. Like, that, like there were torture scenes in the original movies. People were dying constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right? don't turn that into. a don't take that and make it because because it, I mean after so after after we got <laughs> after we got uh, Revenge of the Sith is when we got to cartoon. Uh, no no no, we got to cartoon before Revenge of the Sith right the Clone Wars oh, cartoon about Cl- which was really which was which, really good. yeah which yeah, was yeah. still really good too and, and even then and like then that one had more of a Star Wars feel to it yeah than, and than even Rebels had had yeah. way more Star Wars feel than you know some of the prequels well, like I, and my understanding Clone Wars it's like that first season they made it for kids and they realized that everybody watching it was an adult and yeah. so then they just <laughs> and changed and the tone changed pretty dark the tone and, and yeah. Rebels same thing it yeah. started off as a kids show but once it progressed it got real dark real fast yeah, <laughs> you know it was more more of adult oriented yeah and then <laughs> uh i mean real quick i mean since we're you know we could talk I mean, about this for yeah hours. We, oh, definitely. This is a, <laughs> welcome to our new podcast it's called star wars, star wars talk <laughs> um a drink with star wars yeah so um but what are your thoughts because one of my favorite movies from all these Star Wars movies, is Rogue One. What What, what are your thoughts on that? On uh, Rogue One? Yeah. Oof. You ready? F- I'm gonna say I'm gonna make a controversial statement. Uh-oh. Controversial. You ready? Yes. I think Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie that's been made. Yeah, are you with me on that? Yeah. Um, yes. Totally. Yes. I love Rogue I'll One. Dude, I'll, I'll go. I, I think it's the best one. Rogue One. It was <clears throat> so nostalgic. It was so good. Uh, the fact that we got a whole movie without any Jedi. Is blows my mind, and just that we got this side story of something that was just original, originally a sentence in the mo- in, in a crawl, was amazing. And and that uh, Darth Vader was just an essence in the background. Oh, that oh, scene! But at the that end. scene. Oh. oh man, that is like that is like Darth <laughs> Vader to it. That is what Darth Vader should be. Yeah, that's what yes. he was. I mean, Mur- like. Can I curse in this show? Is you could curse all you I'm want. I'm murdering the fuck out of some people, dude. <laughs> it is. Uh, that was that was right. No mercy, dude. I so Rogue Vader one, shows no mercy. I put like basically for me, I'm like Empire Strikes Back is here, and then Rogue One. I like put just just above it, just above it. And Solo. It was, it was cool. <laughs> it was entertaining. I was entertaining. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was there. It was there. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it's not Harrison Ford. It's okay. it, 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 <laughs> had, it had its moments though too. Yeah, again, I'm not. It wasn't a terrible movie, and, and I. But for me, um, okay, so just like the way Rogue One was, you know, Darth Vader was a, was a background character. Um, I knew there was. I knew they were gonna bring somebody out, and when they finally revealed, <clears throat> when they finally revealed it, I was super excited for oh, it. What, oh, oh, you're talking about. The Darth Maul. Oh, oh you were excited about Darth Maul. God, I was. And so like, all right. I saw I that was. and I was like, just yes. because, um, just because of the way he was portrayed in the Phantom Minutes, and he was just like, okay, whatever. This guy's look, looks all badass, has his badass fighting fighting style, and then boom, he just dies. Yeah. What? It's kind of like a not. Well, I mean, the I think it was uh, the Clone Wars really. Flesh that character out, right? Or was it Rebels? One of those. No, Clone Wars. Clone Wars they, they, really they brought him back in, and then. Um, but yeah, I think Rebels really fleshed him out so good. Yeah, and then yeah, Rebels. He, as far as com- as far as being like a uh, you know the leader of yeah. the underground. Because apparently he didn't die in the movie. <laughs> apparently he dies later on on Tatooine with yeah. Obi Wan. Which like, which is honestly one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. That is pretty cool. <laughs> so the way they had that fight, it's just like one motion. And the thing is, like, I'm I'm, I'm so geeking out right now, and drinking. Um, that 
when when they show that scene, you see Obi Wan and he does his lightsaber pose. It's the same way he does it in the, in the prequels, which is awesome. I'm just like, yes, thanks for the continuity, thanks for connecting it. I love it, and just give me more of that, please. You guys want to start a Star Wars podcast? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the millionth one that exists. <laughs> that's, what that's what I'm saying. Like you know, it's just like you know, that's why we do what we do because we are, honestly we geek about this stuff. Like especially Star Wars, I. Love Star Wars. Yeah. And Again, you're welcome for that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just you know. Do you like, introduce him to Star Wars? Or? I yeah. I had the original. He had the uh, had he, the original VHS. He had the VHS that was uh, blue, purple, and green. Oh, green. Wow. And then he red, had red, it, red, red, and then he had the, the gold ones, which was which, uh, was, which was the the remakes. The, that was, or not the remakes, but the that was the first uh, the first uh, special effects one. So yes. I had the gold one VHS, <laughs> and that was like that that still didn't have Hayden Christensen in it yet. That's how mm-hmm. I like market in time. Mm-hmm. It it was the one where they added in special effects, though, like the extra X wings. Yeah, and then like, like the and then silver like that, one because uh, there was a gold and silver one at the time. Some. Yeah, there was a gold and silver one. Yeah, yeah, they, they actually they, mm. had, they had extra extra stormtroopers, extra yeah. like yeah, just little stuff. Wait, and did, it, your virgins did Han shoot first? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst. No, dude. he didn't. He didn't. Oh <laughs> uh, man, but uh, no, no, like one of the worst uh, after you know, like I guess uh, added things was. Return of the Jedi, when he's singing, when that thing is, whatever he is, is singing that. The whole musical number? It is horrible. Yeah, just like, wh- why? What is this? You know, with with uh, the question I usually ask in f- with when I'm watching movies, like, well, does this serve the story in some way? Like, is this, <laughs> it does not. Are we, ser- are we serving the, like, there's a narrative that you're attempting to tell us, right? Is this serving that narrative? Is this serving the characters? Are we Are we progressing the story? Are we enhancing the story <laughs> in some way and in that case like no like i don't need to s- right like I, I i do not need a close-up of, th- of this guy's singing mouth don't yeah. do it i don't like it no this 3d crap or whatever you're trying to do don't do it yeah yeah oh my god yeah. um but this has been an excellent excellent conversation i wish we could go on we could go on for hours <laughs> um but we reached the end of this you know of this interview uh of this you know i've i mean this is Honestly, been a lot of fun. Cool. Um, thanks for coming out, guys. I appreciate yeah, it. I mean, thank, thanks for having yeah, us. Thanks we're, for we're having super us. Super excited to come out here. We're super excited that you reached back out to us when we reached out to you. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like coming up here. Yeah. I mean, like it's always that those nerves of like, man, like you know, like, like you know, because when we went to, uh, are we gonna make fools of ourselves or yeah, you know, like <laughs> or, you know, are we gonna hit it off with you know with uh, whoever interviewing? And trust me, we hit it off, and you know, as long as we agree on Rogue One, I think we're all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, Fourth Tab Brewing Co-op uh, in Austin, Texas, guys, check it out. They have a wonderful, and I, I'm I'm not just putting this slide. They have a wonderful tap room. Check it out with all sorts of games, all sorts you know, board games, you know, video games. You know, it's an excellent, excellent environment. Uh, Backdraft Pizza is on site permanently, and trust me, the pizza is delicious. You saw it being delivered here on camera, and it was awesome. It was great. Um, they have uh, their next wrestling event. I mean, that's one thing we didn't get to. We didn't in, even talk you know, about the wrestling. Yeah, we didn't oh, get man. too much in. You know, we didn't actually get into it at all. Uh, you saw some footage of the wrestling ring. They have their next wrestling event on June 15th. Um, that's right, yep. So please, you know, if you're into wrestling or you're into some crazy, wacky storylines, you know, check them out. Uh, what was the wrestling uh, called again? It, it was called. The, sorry. Uh, the your wrestling. Oh, the event? name. Uh, Party World Wrestling. Party, Party World, World Wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Skeletons and pizza. <laughs> yes. And, and wrestling is real. Uh, you know, search them on YouTube. They have all their episodes. You know, their episodes, and they're currently uploading more. So just check them out. Um, yeah, Jewish Team is the next event, and you know, just 
check it out. I mean, I love wrestling. I'm definitely going to try to be here. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, let's check that out. But, um, uh, I mean, yeah, John, thank you so much for having us, man. Yeah, it's, no, it's been great. It's I'm been, glad y'all made, made the drive. Appreciate it. It's been a it, lot yeah. of fun. I hope we could do this uh, again sometime. Um, as long as Marvel keeps releasing movies. I think yes. Um, also, <laughs> real quick, I know you had mentioned that um, there's going to be a beer festival going yeah, on. Yeah, so for your San Antonio area uh, viewers, uh, the Bernie Beer Festival is coming up uh, on April 6th, and mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be there. Uh, and it looks like it, there's a lot of breweries that are going to be there. It's a killer after party. My wife and I, my wife and I booked the Airbnb that is on top of the bar where the after party is. Oh, wow. So my parents are watching uh, our baby girl for that weekend. So we're going <laughs> yeah. to tear it up a little bit. Yes. But yeah, April 6th, uh, I'll be there. We'll be hanging out, pouring beers. It should be a really fun cool, time. Cool, The Bernie Beer Festival, guys. So, you know, if you know about it, check it out. If you don't, then check it out either way. Uh, another thing too, before we uh, go ahead and sign off, uh, permanent here, um, come come with a little bit of gifts. So oh, some sweet. gifts. Uh, here's koozies. for you. We got four koozies. Heck yeah, man! Of uh, geeking and drinking podcast. It's got our logo, our logo in the front, and our shield in the back. So those are for you. Courtesy oh, of Crafting with a Smile uh, by oh, Christian. Yeah. So thank you. Um, you know. These and these are like these are new. Y'all just had these made. We just had yeah, these we made. Just yeah, we just had those made. So, um, family yeah, owned, fresh. family made. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Uh, but uh, again, this is uh, I'm Steven, Eddie. And we got Matt. And we got John here from Fort Tabroom in uh, Austin, Texas. So uh, drink responsibly. Visit Fort Tab. Keep it local. And check out John's uh, podcast on Canyon. No six days podcast. So I'll take it out, guys. Peace. Later.